0: Hey everybody, it's Thursday night, 8pm, you know what that means, it's time for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and we got a lot to get into this week, because it's Forbidden Door Weekend with AEW and New Japan, we have a bloodline, civil war erupting, and we may have someone from the streaming world shooting for a Money in the Bank briefcase, we're gonna get into all that tonight folks, stay with us, your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. Thursday night, 8 p.m., your Big Gold Belt Wrestling podcast is on the air live. It's your boy, Will, here with the big man. Two Chains, back after like a month up to my right and up, up to my left. The Giant Crab is here tonight. Gentlemen, it is good to see you on this fine Thursday night. Two Chains, it has been a bit since you have joined us. So,
1: Yeah. There has been screenings and just other obligations, but I haven't been on the show, but of course I have not been missing from the content, but you all have been holding it down. So it's all good.
0: Yes, indeed. We keep it going one way or another every darn week, Thursday night, 8 PM. We have been here in some form or another of the crew holding things down as we get through wrestling each and every week. Uh, This week, my God, Dark Side of the Ring, you know, it's always dark. It's always kind of twisted. It's always kind of weird. But I think it even took an odder turn this week since we went into the carnival world. We went into Doink the Clown this week. (laughs) And uh, specifically the original Doink. Because, you know, there's been many versions of Doink. Hell, there's probably Doink still out there wrestling this weekend somewhere on the indies. Probably in multiple locations, I bet, at the same time. Because that is the nature of the Doink the Clown character. But uh, Matt Bourne the original Doink was featured on this week's Dark Side of the Ring, and I know you had a long talk with uh, the creators of the show for the season okay. launching. That is, you know, featured on the stream if folks are looking to check it out. But uh, I thought they did a heck of a job on uh, just the whole Matt Bourne story of his prior career to getting to Doink. Him breathing life into Doink, which I think really is the key to why that gimmick still even exists, because pretty much all the memorable things I really ever think of with Doink the Clown specifically involve his run as Doink the Clown. The other Doinks that came years down the road, they don't really figure in. It's all about his interpretation. The evil, you know, uh, Simpsons clown version of, uh, you know, Doink. With, with a yeah. twist to it. That always, yeah, hold uh, on.
1: I, I, need, I need some context here really quick. Because, okay. like, first of all, I, I haven't seen it yet. I, I'll get to it. But I've been hearing folks say that this may be the wildest episode that they've seen since, obviously, like, the plane ride from hell.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, wh-
0: I mean, he's I, a crazy guy. He's crazy. That's for I sure. I had no
1: clue. I <laughs> really had no clue. I guess he had me fooled. I, 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 I know,
0: mean... I, put it this way it's it's the classic old you know wrestler story of a tough guy mentality there's a lot of drugs involved and then once you get past all that you know your typical 80s 90s old school wrestling stuff then you have the whole twist of there's some very shady circumstances regarding how he passed away that that was the part i didn't know about really okay the depth of like uh that whole part, which we get at the end in about the last 15 minutes of it. So even if you just know the wrestler, there's stuff in there that I had no idea about with how his passing is a very uh suspect. His daughter has a lot to say about how things went down.
1: So to, to, to kind of wrap up the the, the 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 show talk, is this an episode to go watch immediately after listening to us? Catch it when you catch it or like eh, it was meh?
0: No, I really liked it. I really liked okay. it. If it was even if it was just like straight up, just you know what I expected, you know, covering Doink, yeah. like the character, I would like, okay, that would have been cool. But there, the, the added stuff at the end regarding his passing was really some stuff I had no idea about. So I just want to leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything there. Okay. But there's definitely uh, you know, there's ex wives involved. There's current wives and uh, some some very uh interesting uh stuff regarding uh, how he passed and what was investigated and what may or may not have happened so check okay. it out if you haven't that's this week's episode next week they're doing junkyard dog which will be another uh interesting one yeah. more of uh, you know the 80s 90s uh craziness in the wrestling world so yeah yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But enough enough about that. Dark Side of the Ring every week, Tuesday nights, uh, 10 p.m. on Vice. This weekend is all about AEW New Japan Forbidden Door going down in Toronto. So last we were talking about this before we went on the air, me and Crab, Didn't you go to Forbidden Door last year, too, James? I did. And, um, you know, it's
1: crazy how it almost feels like a lifetime ago when I went. But I, I, I want to say that that was coming right off the cuffs of when COVID was still very much around, but also kind of fading away. So people were kind of in that purgatory moment of like, do I wear a mask or do I not wear a mask? Mm -hmm. I say that to say that like, while it was a lot of excitement to be at the show, there was a lot of fear of catching COVID (laughs) from being out there. And like, it's crazy to think that one year ago, that was still very much in play. Um, But yeah, I definitely went, um Chicago is I've been to Chicago a few times. Me and Jamal have been to Chicago. I think we've been to Chicago twice, I think. Um, but I will say, uh, I've never been to what's the arena? Um Michael Jordan's house. Um oh, United Center. United Center. I've never been there. Uh so it was cool to be there for that. Uh, but it is as advertised. Once we was out the arena, <laughs> it was a dark, gloomy night in the streets <laughs> of Chicago, but you Know, yeah, I went did the whole press thing, did the did the scrum and, and whatnot, but yeah, it was a lifetime ago, man. It's and Jamal and Jamal helped cover remotely too. Um, so team effort in terms of the coverage for that last year, but yeah, it just felt like a lifetime ago when that was,
0: yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. So I, like, I remembered someone from the group was at that show, yeah. and we were talking about this before we went on, me and Jamal, how the Forbidden Door show this is the second one now. It's very Mm -hmm. dependent on you got to be into AEW, you got to be into New Japan. And if you're not, if those aren't two things I think you have a real vested interest in, I'm not quite sure what's at the table for you. It's almost like a show where they're like, you know, they're super serving their heart, you know, the most niche of their audience. Cause it's not even just the AEW fans, it's the ones that know new japan too and are all about that you know the idea of yeah. a crossover show between the two brands and obviously it's yeah. successful i mean they draw you know they draw a big crowd they're gonna have a big crowd in toronto and there's a lot of interest in the show but there isn't much done with it it seems to try to sell folks that might not be familiar with i guess the new japan side if you're just an yeah. american wrestling fan
1: yeah, I, let me get in here, I, and I'll be quick because I want to hear Jamal's perspective on this too. I, because, like I said last year, it was a AEW show, book a AEW show that had mm-hmm. New Japan talent on it. I know they call it cross co-branding or cross branding, but it was never about that. But 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 yes, there's definitely um, an advantage from for for both sides here. We know that New Japan. I think we can assess this at some point in one of our shows that. New Japan's complete target and end game was to get American viewership, American territory. This has been something they've been working on uh, progressively before the pandemic. The pandemic uh, gave it a little bit of a hiccup. Um, They worked with, uh, with impact. There was a deal. Apparently that was, that they were supposed to work with WWE and then they've been doing stuff with AEW. To the point that like their talent almost feels like a sacrificial lamb for the sake of these shows and for the sake of dream matches, because that's not what New Japan is looking for. They're not looking to get their talent over, they're ultimately trying to get their brand notoriety by saying, if you heard of AEW, we're working with this other show, whether you heard of them or not, whether you know their long length of history with this with this uh promotion. But it starts to become a household name so that when they do decide to run shows such as Capital Collision and, 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 and the shows on in the Bay Area that folks are like, oh, I've heard of them because they've done stuff with AEW. I know that seems very like a very like small minded mentality about this, but truly we know the promotion has money. We know the promotion has talent. But do folks know the promotion in America? And that's the one thing that they've always known that they have got to figure out how to get American viewership. And they've done everything possible to try to do so. Again, the Impact deal, getting on access TV, then doing these cross branded shows to the point that now folks who may never have heard of New Japan Pro Wrestling is now curious about who they are and and actively maybe wanting to go see them for the sake of one, They've seen what they can do in these shows with AEW, or two, maybe some of their favorite AEW talent shows up on their show, and they're like, oh, I want to see them, so I'm going to go check out the show. At the end of the day, New Japan doesn't care as long as the checks are coming in. So that's that's why, when you think about it, is AEW actually investing into the storyline in terms of helping getting these New Japan talent over? No, because that's not their focus. They're creating Dream Match. Jamal says it all the time. They're booking for Reddick here. And that's all that is. It's like you, you, you get them in for these matches to the say you've done these matches. And when the show's over, it's over. The business is done. They sold out. They can check out all the accolades that they want. Bada beam, bada boom. But New Japan, on the other hand, are like, okay, cool. We actually are making territory. We're growing, we're growing our, our, our notoriety. Potentially, we're gonna land a big deal. If we can keep drawing in audiences by any means. So, you know, and also the forbidden door is a gimmick. It's not really a, a, a thing anymore.
0: It's a gimmick. <laughs> Before so we I came agree. on the air crab, let, let me throw yeah. it at you this way. We talked about, I mentioned, is it kind of like the all-star game in baseball yeah. where like it's you have it, it happens that one weekend, but it's not part of the schedule. And once that weekend's over, it's just forgotten about where everyone moves on. Is it kind of like that or something different, you think?
2: Well, I think for the, the casuals, the 95% of the population, uh, it's worse than the All-Star game. It's the Pro Bowl. Um, <laughs>
1: oh. What year, Pro Bowl? Like last year? All the ones outside of uh, of Hawaii, Pro Bowl. Basically. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, it's the Pro Bowl in the soccer stadium in Los Angeles. And, and I don't say that disparagingly because there are people that are really into it. The Pro Bowl sells out people go you know people float fly to hawaii for years to go to the pro bowl
1: they also canceled it one year too
2: well there's that too but but the idea is it's it, it is a thing and it's 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 a niche within a niche and that's the problem AEW, as we talked about this before uh and we've talked about this in the past AEW needs to grow the brand um they're banging their head against the ceiling as far as you know ratings go as far as growth goes as far as Talent goes, and the one of the biggest things that the tractors say is that AEW can't grow any stars. Well, that's that's stupid, but the perception is that they can't, and that's because when you think of a star, you think of a uh, a person that has transcended their station in, in 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 the ecosystem. So when you want a person that's going to be able to host Saturday Night Live, uh, flip coin flip at the Super Bowl, throw the first pitch out of the World Series. Star and, you know, have a cameo role. You want Marshawn Lynch, for example. I don't know who that guy is in AEW. That's the Marshawn Lynch of AEW. You want that guy that's going to be a recognizable face. And and WWE has been cranking them out, maybe one or two of them. But they've been cranking out one or two of these guys over the past 50 years. Where they've transcended, you know, that, that sport. And for whatever reason, AEW doesn't seem to have that person that, that they're going to send into the stratosphere. So they they so they try to do that. And you have AEW, which is this uh, you know secondary company, they built what they built, and they should be proud of the, the gains that they have. And then you have New Japan, which, unless you are a fan of theirs or a fan of wrestling around the world you may or may not have heard of them. And that's kind of the problem. So for me, a person that does not watch New Japan, um, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to stay up late to follow it. I don't care that Wrestle Kingdom seven days long and it starts at three in the morning. <laughs> I, I'm good. But I watch DDT. So because I do watch some Japanese wrestling, you can't help but notice who New Japan is. And also I hate them because of the old Japan days, and that's a different problem. So my beef goes back to 2000 when they split. <laughs> It's personal. But with that said, though, for the casuals, they don't care. They weren't there, um, you know, for the uh, split that where it became All Japan and Noah. You know, they weren't there for that. You know, 20 and 25 years later. It's just like for these guys to be dropped out of a fucking balloon in the middle of Dynamite. Like, who are these guys? There were people at the show um, at Dynamite two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, New Japan stuff was happening. The guy to my left is absolutely losing his mind. If he had friends, he would call him and tell him how excited he was. Jumping in the seat like a jackrabbit. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Him. I was like, well, what are you
1: talking about? I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about.
2: Good for him. I'm happy that he's happy. He startled us a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I heard inhumane yelps and whistles. I'm like, whose service dog is that? Somebody just stepped on his tail. That's a different problem. But this guy was be over the moon for whoever the fuck he saw. And then there's me. I literally don't know what I'm watching. I don't know why I should be invested in them. Mm -hmm. So for some guy to come out and people pop for him, you either know, you know. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. You can't establish somebody on if you know, you know. And that's why, realistically... Personally, I mean, I don't I will not watch New Japan because the beef is real. But realistically, though, amongst the casuals, it's kind of like, huh. I don't know why I should care about these guys. And that really is it. And, and and honestly, I feel people feel about New Japan when they explain it to me. How I feel about rugby when I explain it to football fans. You may hear about it. I may show you like the coolest spot, you know, from the last year or so, you know, whatever. But you really got to invest in it because it's you gotta find it it's not on tv and the game started one in the morning you have no reason to care other than the fact that i told you this is the coolest thing i've ever seen and that's kind of how new japan feels to a lot of casuals oh this is fine but if you want to put if this is cool and the build is whatever but you want to put it behind a 50 dollar paywall
1: nah let's 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 have just a little fun here just a little fun fun show Fun show. <laughs> if New Japan was actually going to do a co-branded show with AEW Impact or WWE, who do you think could actually present the best presentation? We've we've seen what AEW has done, we've seen what impact has done, but we're talking about across the board financially. Who could actually put the who could actually put together the best presentation in terms of making it worthwhile for folks to care about the new Japan side of this deal.
2: Well, let me, let me just say quickly, it's not really the who it's the why the problem is I don't know who these people are. And AEW doesn't do a good enough job of explaining why I should care. And that would be the same problem that they would have in WWE. The reason why the shot, the Saudi shows feel special now is because they're giving us a reason to watch them other than it's free wrestling on a Saturday afternoon. If it were just a house show that you televised, those shows were a lot less impactful than the shows that have substance. And now that we have actual substance with the shouty shows, it's appointment television, especially because it comes on at three in the afternoon. They would need to establish that level of synergy with new Japan. Anybody would, whether it's, you know, impact or uh, AEW or WWE or whoever, CMLL or, or whatever you need to i need to see them a more than once a year um and then it can't just be this is new japan month and more importantly this is what needs to happen on the back end they need to send guys to japan they need to like you know like, like realistically if we want to do a thing it can't just be one way you can't just drop them in, in my lap uh you know because new because uh, forbidden doors in june so after memorial day after the pay-per-view we gotta rush to build a pay per view uh, to build the next pay per view for the New Japan deal. Okay, cool. And then that's it for another eleven months. You, you I'm I, gonna I, forget I, because I don't watch it. I don't know when New Japan comes on. Even if I wanted to, I don't know why I should care about these guys. So there has to be synergy within between the two brands. And if they wanted to do a thing in June and then send guys over in November because the next the last pay per view in for AEW. Is all out and then they do full gear. Yeah, full mm-hmm. gear in November. So cool. If they wanted to do a new year show, or maybe not Wrestle Kingdom, but one of the nights of Wrestle Kingdom be the AEW co-branded show.
0: I, so I'm Wrestle doing Kingdom, it over so there. Yeah, that's that one thing we talked about previously to James was um the Okada Danielson match. That they're you know yeah. they are really you know one and a half of the main event, and they're really to, I think the hardcores selling that match hard, you know, first time ever to match. A lot of people have talked about for a long damn time. Mm-hmm. And when it was announced, it didn't click with me right away, the way I thought it would after someone who like, you know, had thought about that match for years. And it hit me. Why? When we were doing the show a couple weeks ago, the reason it didn't click with me is because in my head, it was always the idea that Brian Danielson leaves WWE and he goes to Japan and he faces Okada in New Japan on a New Japan show. Instead, yeah. we're getting Okada comes here and he's facing him on an American wrestling show. It yeah, may listen. be cross-branded, but the show don't feel like a New Japan show. And that's, yeah. part, that's a big part that's missing for me. I yes.
1: Well, spoiler alert. I, I also listen to the shows when I'm not on them. Just so, you know, <laughs> so
0: so. I, but no, but for, and, for me, I think that's a, for for me, I think that's a big piece of it, though. That no, it is. This I is mean, an AE, This feels like an AEW show with guest stars from New Japan. No, you know, and, as opposed to a true cross branded show. Where's the New Japan? You know, presence beyond the wrestlers. Yeah, me and, me and Jamal so.
1: talked about this. Me and Jamal talked about this in person when I was covering Impact extensively, especially. And this and this wasn't when Kenny Omega came through the Forbidden Door. It was actually beforehand. So the fact of like have been watching Impact religiously, and then for that moment to to happen, it was a big deal. It was truly the Forbidden Door, and it wasn't worth it as a gimmick because an AEW star came into into Impact, and actually shook things up gave us dream matches gave us things that you 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 never expected to see and it was unpredictable because yes while he was a foreign talent coming into the into the to, into the brand the promotion he was winning you know and you had matches with him and Rich Swan that really wasn't a good match but it still happened moose uh you know everybody had their chance like it was a big deal granted that was the forbidden door. So we seen how it could work when it wasn't like a gimmick, when it was truly uh, huh. But then we started to talk about it a lot. When are we going to see some of the women come over to AEW, especially during the pandemic where we had these closed sets, where folks mm-hmm. were getting drug tested, uh, excuse me, COVID tested, where we had the bubble. And you had folks, Jordan Grace, Tasha Stills, online saying, Hey, Deanna Perazzo, hey, we're we're ready to go. It never happened, but yet you had the talent invested, you had the fans invested, you had something that was truly special happening, and then the deal was done. Advantage AEW, nothing for Impact the game, Impact being the most resilient brand of all pro wrestling, still found the way to still push on after being almost Julius Caesar stabbed in the back and was just left to die there because you thought it was going to be something a lot more than what it was. So to that point, I had a bad taste in my mouth about AEW doing co-branded show. Then they started to run this forbidden door gimmick thing. And then we started to see, Oh, okay. That they're going to do something with, with new Japan. This is going to be special. And again, if you look at the show last year, You had all the AEW talent go over. It felt like an AEW show that was booked with New Japan talent on there. Not a co-branded show, but just almost like a soccer loan where folks were just coming over. They got a paycheck, and then they rolled out afterwards, and that was it. Thus, the problem Jamal had. Did we know who these folks were? Nope. (laughs) How do you care? And on top of that, it also kind of makes the match kind of unbalanced because you got AEW fans in America – cheering for the folks that they know against arguably talent that could have been better than some of the other talent, but nobody invested in them because nobody knew who they were. So it felt kind of lopsided at times in terms of the presentation and in terms of the crowd and and, uh, involvement with it. So once again, I get back to it just doesn't feel like this is truly a co-branded thing, but AEW just you paint, get the new Japan folks getting the check getting a temporary visa, and then out of here. It was a lot special when the Indies were at its highest, where you had folks like Suzuki showing up at GCW, and you're just like, holy hell, I have no clue what to think here and what's going to happen, but I'm all for it. It was special because we started to see folks who had never been on American soil in this capacity show up facing folks, any and everybody, and so that that special moment and that special feeling of what it is to see new Japan talent or just new wrestlers in general come over and face other top talent here it it doesn't really add to the momentum of what this show could be. Last statement to this is that this is why again Jamal Point makes so much sense because now you got yourself in a situation where folks don't even know who the talent are and the special the special feeling of doing the show doesn't really it isn't really doesn't really exist because it's already happened. So it just doesn't feel like a special pay-per-view at all. So it doesn't feel like the Pro Bowl, it doesn't feel like All-Star Weekend. It, it it doesn't feel like anything. It's just it, it literally feels like a super indie show. Just another one. If you didn't know no better, if you open and close your eyes, you would be like, huh, PWG. They're doing the show in a very big arena in Canada this week. Mm. <laughs> Imagine that.
0: <laughs> it's PWG starring New Japan. <laughs> they brought a flight in and got a, book a bunch of New Japan wrestlers. Yeah, a couple on of the show. smash
1: wrestlers in there, you know, just this. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, that's just like we would say. it It comes down to if this is what you are into and you are into New Japan, I'm sure you are going to lap this up. You are going to want seconds, thirds, fourths, yep. and fifths. Mm-hmm. You are not going to be able to get enough of it and you will love it. And great that that for that audience is going to be awesome. I mean, hell, I am very interested in the Okada Danielson match. Yeah. Outside of that, the rest of it, I'm kind of like, eh.
1: This this shows the raising canes of Maryland right now.
0: It's like, <laughs> it's <laughs>
1: like some people are excited, and some people are just like, nah, I'm good. And then some people get it, and they're like, yeah, this is pretty bland. <laughs> Jamal of the car, is there any match that even piques your interest?
0: Uh Athena versus Billy Starks. <laughs> which where what was the forbidden door part on that one? <laughs> I guess yeah. Billy, Billy Starks getting on pay-per-view, maybe, which is very cool for her.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love it for Billy. Uh, a, a, a top indie talent, uh, who uh definitely deserves a spot on somebody's roster. Uh, you know, is she signed to AEW? I forget
2: uh officially i'm not sure but realistically probably yes okay yeah Yeah, i I think she's got
0: one of those lower level deals at the moment where they're definitely using her but i don't think she has not gotten the graphic i don't think
1: yeah yeah yeah. dicks btw7 what's up my g what
2: was up to you thanks for coming through but see okay here's the deal though the one out of the 11 matches that i see listed the one that drops that jumps out at me is the one that i could see on ring of honor and that's really starting that thing then, yeah. Because that's actually because that's kind of my overall point is that like I know of the names because I can read these names, don't mean anything to me, and because they're dropping these people as like the hints, and, and you know, then cool, that's yeah. what it is. I don't have a reason to care about any of these people, so I'm just gonna go with what I know. And unfortunately, that's on the pre-show. So, hey, fucking hey, everybody wins. I can <laughs> see it for free. Listen, at this point now, that's the thing. Like, these matches
1: are just what the independents are. You go in there with no storyline. You see a name in the
2: name. You say, huh,
1: okay, let's see what it, and let's see what
2: happens. I would I would normally 100% agree with that when it's not $50. And that's the problem <laughs> for me It's that, yeah, an, an indie show, I have no problem, you know, seeing two dudes, In black trunks with no gimmick, go out there and chain wrestle for eight minutes. Perfect. Yeah. But that's usually cost $5 and I get a snack. So, I mean, you know, for 50 bucks for a five hour long show, because you know, you know, it's not ending (laughs) at 11. It's kind of like, eh. And also, I hate the feeling that when I'm like, I hate the feeling of being told what to care about. That's 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 really it's more of the like the the influence that you have to care about this because this is important, but you're not giving me any context other than trust us. Yeah. And of course, the response to that would be, well, you can just do your own homework, or you can just watch New <laughs> Japan. How come you refuse to watch it? I don't want to do fucking homework to watch a show. Exactly. <laughs> but then again, why should I invest in the show that I don't know anything about that you're not telling me that? But you're telling me to take it on faith. So it goes back and forth in, in a circle, but. Athena versus Billy Starks, I will absolutely um do it. And the last thing, uh last day, because we we should we should go to break soon. Why aren't there any Canadians in the Owen Hart Cup in Canada?
0: Apparently Tony was asked that today at the uh press conference they had, conference call, and he essentially just said he booked the best tournament he felt he could book, regardless of uh the nationalities involved. He was PR just looking trend. at names
1: excellent excellent pr training right there yeah (laughs) last thing i want to say is for the matches for me uh i I think i I can't remember one of you all said it a couple of shows ago about orange cassidy being the work the workhorse without saying he's the workhorse right yeah Um, i'm I'm very interested to see this because he's in the ring with three other work workhorses (laughs) that we know about and it's always good to see shibata uh, on his feet you know that was a person i never thought we would see back in the ring i literally um, know but yeah but beyond that uh i am interested in adam cole and tom lawler because um i think for somebody who's really been uh the the the, the backbone of new japan strong it's good to see him get a little extra attention and eyes on him for all of the work that he's been doing since leaving the UFC, you know, he's been in MLW for a long time. And I still don't think f- folks know who he is. And I think the first time some people see him, they will be like, huh, that's the ex UFC fighter. <laughs> the that this guy's been wrestling. <laughs> he's done the work on the independence. He's uh, on signed with MLW. He's been also with new Japan strong. So like, good to see him uh, sort of get a, a call up. Uh, if you ask me, um, to the big stage.
0: There we go. All right. We have got a long first half here, so let's keep it moving. Let's get to our break real quick. Mid show break. When we come back, we'll have the indie spotlight. And then after that, we got to talk about this, uh, civil war that's breaking out inside the bloodline. Cause things are a change and stay with us folks. Your big old belt wrestling podcast. will be right back.
3: Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media, with the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com.
0: All right, welcome back, folks. Second half of your Big Gold Belt Wrestling podcast, and we always like to kick off the second half with the indie wrestling spotlight. So Giant Crab, let's on in the indies this week.
2: Yeah, so we were talking about a lot about uh, Forbidden Door being in Toronto, and I talked about last week. We have uh, uh, Film Fatals and Smash Wrestling Defy uh, Progress, the actual collaboration shows that are happening on the twenty fifth before Forbidden Door, which you know is happening at Scotiabank on the twenty fifth. Uh, but then you have, well, next week they're in Hamilton, Ontario, uh, Dynamite and Rampage, which is about an hour down the road from Toronto. Cool. Uh, even Page, you know, territory. Surprised he's not, you know, factoring into the thing a little bit more. Um, on Saturday, you have, well, actually, on Thursday, because Rampage, not Rampage, Collision is actually going to be taped. That's also in Hamilton. So it's two nights in Hamilton, which is interesting because I think they're kind of oversaturated the market. You have Toronto, which is a, the major city. Hamilton is a fairly small town. There's three big shows, you know, two big shows there. Um, interesting to do. And on top of all of that, going into the next weekend, you have June 29th, the uh, Lucha Block Party from Demand Lucha. It is uh, El Hijo El del Vikingo, uh, Gringo Loco, Sam Adonis, Jack Hartwheel, Speedball, Mike Bailey. They're all going to be there. Um, Brian Cage, you know, so it's going to be an interesting show, and that's going to happen at uh, 1605 Queen Street West End, Toronto, Parkdale Hall, It's of the West End. Uh, it's Saturday, June 29th at uh, Parkdale Hall in Toronto. So if you're in Toronto, it's going to be a lot of wrestling happening with AEW and Forbidden Door. It's going to be a lot of wrestling happening, you know, in the area around Forbidden Door. And then you have Demand Lucha happening the next week afterwards, because Collision is also going to be, in in hamilton that night too so a lot of things happening it's uh demand lucha you can get your tickets at demandlucha.com uh for the lucha block party that's a uh, thursday june 29th before you go you can either go to, to a collision or uh, stay in toronto for demand lucha so either way it's going to be a good time so demand lucha demandlucha.com and that's the indie spotlight for this week
0: Awesome, awesome. All kinds of stuff going on with New Japan, and all the new Japan wrestlers. Uh Mad Chocolate Gaming had a comment he threw in before we went to the break about uh yeah, I bought Forbidden Door 2 and the New Japan Strong Japan show. As more of a new Japan pro wrestling fan, a two-night event for $30 for both is the better deal, in my opinion. I think he's talking about at the beginning of July, there's a two-night New Japan strong show happening. Uh, on the fourth and fifth at Korakuen Hall in Tokyo, and mm. I'm guessing that is the show that's thirty dollars for both nights of that, as opposed to you know one night of a Forbidden Door and AEW teaming well, up. So we
2: get WrestleMania and we get WrestleMania Payback, we right? We get Forbidden Door, we get <laughs> you know New Japan uh, Independence Day, I think it's called. So I'm just saying there needs to be more. This was this was the problem that we had with um, with Impact. There needs to be more synergy, more confluence between the companies. It's not just a the AEW show bringing you to America. They can do that by themselves. They have an audience by themselves, obviously. Yeah. We need to see a little bit more on the other end so that they give us an opportunity to see more New Japan for people that wouldn't so that it's not so unfamiliar when they come back next year.
0: Yeah. Make it more than just a once-a-year cameo, more of a regular basis kind of thing. And then I think folks will be more familiar with it and more likely, you know, it'll get beyond that niche of like, well, you got to know. And if you don't know, that's, that's your fault. You need to do the homework. It's like, look, folks only got so much time and there's only more wrestling being added to the schedule every damn week as the time goes on. So folks are busy. It is what yeah. it is. It is what it is. Let's switch gears. Cause Lord knows there's other stuff going on in wrestling within the last week. It ain't all just about new Japan. Cause we got a Civil War brewing. <laughs> and uh, last Friday night, we had the shot heard round the world. Jay yeah. Uso chose his brother and fired his shot at the tribal chief. And it's been branded the bloodline Civil War that we will be seeing <laughs> at Money in the Bank a couple weeks. I guess uh, next weekend. Weekend after after this? No, I guess, yeah, it is a weekend after this. One week away they, from this
1: week. Are, are they calling it the Civil War? Like like the Mar- Marvel Civil War?
0: Uh well, I think it's both that. No, I think it's the idea of family versus family. You know, that okay. how families were split apart during the Civil War. Because so the match of Money in the Bank is going to be the Usos against Solo and Roman Reigns. Okay. So it's all within the family. It's you know, it's it's going to be tag team action and. They're calling it the Bloodline Civil War. But uh, here was my question to the two of you as this Mm -hmm. begins. We got the shot fired. It's been brewing for weeks. Hell, months even. Hell, in some ways, it's been brewing for years. Is this the beginning of the end? Is this the beginning of Act 3 of the Bloodline saga?
1: No, no, no. No, no, you don't think so. Listen, listen, listen. This, man, man, is looking at those ratings. (laughs) (laughs) And if the cash is still printing, no reason to unplug it. So (laughs) until analytically it's time for it to fizzle, absolutely not. But there also may be a blessing in disguise here. Also, I love everyone's, like, analysis on the Usos' involvement in this storyline. I was listening to our guy brian waters and he was Mm -hmm. talking about uh you know the conflict between the brothers this entire time how they were, you know just little things little things you can pick up on like them wearing opposite colors and uh you know there was always going to be that friction between them also like working through you know the, the the out of wrestling stuff to still get to this point of success is also something folks uh should be talking about with wwe in terms of you know putting um Jay, what Jay or Jimmy? Uh, who had the DUI?
0: Oh, I always forget. Uh, Jay, I think whoever had the look, DUI, so uh,
1: you know, working through the rehabilitation, getting him back, keeping him on the right path. He has been out of the news, so they're doing Jimmy. something right. Jimmy's the one Jimmy, who's had yep, the issues, doing something right, keeping him and, and then keeping him involved in a story. I mean, it's remarkable here uh also if you think about this on the other hand like jeff hardy's being written off of w uh, off of AEW, uh because i'm gonna guess that he probably still needs a lot more time to really keep himself in order but whatever no, whatever but i just think that they've they've really been telling some amazing story uh with 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 the bloodline here But the blessing in disguise here, and I thought I would never say this here, is that no, this is not the time for Roman because Roman still has that one ultimate contender that he must face. And I truly think that's going to be the end. And I think the rock talk should start to (laughs) steam up again. And you know why? Because when I said it wasn't happening before, I said, oh, the guy's too busy. Black Adam and Seven Bucks and
0: uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: all, uh, yeah, uh huh. And now you can take a look. Now he ain't that busy anymore, as you see. He's making his return. I think he the, he needs it more now than he did a year ago. I I think <laughs> that there has to be a moment a, mo, a moment of 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 being humble, and I also think that yes, there's a mutual benefit now, because truly. Uh, if you felt like his image may have been tainted, I heard some folks saying that I didn't agree. But uh, if you, if you felt that there may have been a blemish on, on his image, or if you felt like he was losing a little bit of of momentum and steam, um, the Forbes list was absolutely say different. You know, if you talk about, Oh, is he doing good because of the XFL? Oh, he lost this show. Oh, black Adam didn't do good. All these folks that, all these things that don't really make sense in terms of a blemish towards his image, But maybe it is a sense of perception, which does truly matter when it comes down to the folks spending their money. I think he comes back to his roots. And I think you put one of the biggest names in all of entertainment against one of the biggest stars in all of pro wrestling. I think there's a mutual benefit for both. And I also think it's a true, because before Roman had to win that match. I don't feel the same anymore now. I don't, I don't think he necessarily has to win. I think The Rock actually could come into a match that makes sense, a program that could work for three months to ultimately give The Rock a win, to give him a last run, to give him his Hall of Fame. There's a lot you can do at this point now with The Rock, <laughs> but The Rock career ain't so uh, linearly linear to success. There's been a little bit of speed bumps there. So uh, I, I think that we're seeing some really good things happening with the storyline. Uh, I, with the uso still doing good solo really getting a huge bump from coming from nXt but I think when it when it comes down to Roman I think there's still a lot more that the old man wants to do before uh they end up
2: pulling the plug on him <laughs> you can't say the old man it doesn't say pulling the plug in the same sentence
0: yeah. <laughs> choice yeah. of words choice of yeah. words yeah uh
2: yeah this is why I think that that is plausible, but ultimately insane, which is probably why it's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that I want to see Roman versus The Rock because I really don't want to see Roman do anything ever. But it is it you, It would have to be the person, the right person at the right time to to take the belt from him. And because we've already seen what happens when it's the right person at the wrong time or the wrong person at the wrong time. The Undertaker lost at WrestleMania everybody went oh my god and then it took a minute to think about it and went well why and then of course he wasn't done he didn't retire he didn't whatever whatever it's not the moment that he loses the belt it's the next five minutes after that that really is more important because once you, once you get over the initial shock of roman losing after a thousand fifty twelve hundred whatever days the question is what next right. and i think The real question is, for Roman, it's not losing the belt, but what next? Does he retire in that moment? Does he, you know, transition to a John Cena, Brock Lesnar schedule uh, that he's starting to do already? You know, what next? Because we could debate all day long who should be the one that takes him. And there's a a really good um, case for a lot of people. Could it be Sami Zayn? Could it be Kobe Rhodes? Could it be, um, you know, somebody that they haven't brought in? Maybe if they surprise everybody and have it be Logan Paul. I mean, but but the idea is you can make a case for a lot of people. But then what? And that's the thing that kind of has me stumped because I don't know where you go from there. Because there's so many people tied to Roman, not mm-hmm. just the Usos or Solo or Heyman. There's so many people in that division that he's basically... Uh, It's the giant black hole that everybody's kind of circling around and it's like, well, now what? And I really, that's probably the most compelling about this um, of all, of all of it is just not, it's, it's not the moment, but it's the moment after that that makes me go, where do they go from there?
1: I, I think two things. I think Roman deserves a break for being in the ring and being, on the road with wwe i also think roman has a lot of work to do on life outside of wwe i think there's a tremendous ceiling for his growth in entertainment and i think being across from the rock absolutely helps him on that note um but it's time to see him think about life outside of wwe that doesn't mean to leave wwe but that means that you need to be doubling down on these checks He's not involved with Disney. He's not doing anything with ESPN. I mean, yes, he's done some interviews, but I mean, like, we need to see what's his talents outside of WWE. That's his next step. The other thing is, while you do say he's attached to a lot of folks, and it does feel like a black hole around him, I also think that there's still... A good rotation of things happening around him that these folks aren't dependent on him in order to be relevant. Cody's fine right now. Brock is fine. The Usos uh, will be fine. Solo is the one to keep an eye out on what to do with Solo. Or does Solo attach to Paul Heyman and they keep it going? And then you think about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they're doing fine. So I think you, re- you remove Roman and I think, Everybody will be okay. I think the fans and the audience will miss him just for his return, his celebrity, his popularity, and his paycheck to be bigger once he returns. And I think WWE will fully condone the idea of him becoming a bigger star because he went out and did what he had to do. So it will be interesting to see, you know, once he, if he does do something with The Rock or if it has nothing to do with The Rock, but whatever has him to leave, who's going to be the first at the table with a deal to have him stay
2: busy on his off mm-hmm. season
0: I would adjust. do that. just well, oh, I'm sorry it. let me do that
2: just real, real quick let's say the rock does come in they do the thing they build a match it is what it is the rock wins and takes the the title the Intergalactic title from, from Roman Reigns
1: and then what rock and Cody easy 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 story to tell there. I mean,
0: the biggest thing with me with the Rock is anything with the Rock is temporary. It's not. Right. It's not for the long. A thousand long percent. Off, so.
1: But but think if Cody can't if Cody didn't beat Roman, which clearly a lot of folks are still out on that decision, him beating the Rock is I think is a bigger deal. Big.
0: Bigger it it deal. would make up for it. It would definitely oh. make up. For it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would definitely even things out in a way that yeah that that is true. You, that that's definitely true. I don't know if a Rock and Roman match. Necessarily needs the title and that the, the the thousand plus days involved to to matter. If it's you a, it's get like that. a
1: formality at this point
0: now. Yeah, I mean it's, it's it, kind of there. <laughs> I mean the big thing I just keep going back to when when Jay Uso pulled the trigger last week. The big thing I just keep going back to in my head is the whole story started with yep. Roman and Jay. That's yep. where we started with this when yeah. he first came back, when the tribal chief first started up. So in my head, it's like, it's the perfect full circle thing to have Jay be the one to end it, have yeah. it start with him, have it end with him. Cause the story has been all about there, you know, him manipulating him and then being abusive to him and Jay not trusting people. And then, you know, all the stuff with Sami Zayn, And there's a long form story to tell there, but I don't know. I don't know. It In a lot of ways, I think, you know, Cody did the whole thing about you know finish the story, finish finish the story, and I'm like his story wasn't Roman Reigns. The case can be made that Jay Uso's story is Roman Reigns from yeah. the beginning of this thing to the end, but you know then at the same time I'm like Jay and Uso world champion for all or, this, but or is it just him?
1: Th- or is it just him dethroning him as the tribal chief, which it it does follow the same narrative, and that is what yet- they were
0: playing into this week was the whole idea of I'm grooming you. To be the tribal chief. Nowhere in that were they talking about, I'm grooming you to be champion. I'm grooming you to be the tribal chief. And listen, I say say
1: this with, like, the most, like, the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, 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 Uh Sensitivity. The most Uh sensitivity. Uh oh If Jay was to win the championship, it's Uh going to feel like when Kofi Kingston won. It will be not a historical historically uh, as a, of a, of a big deal, but it will feel like now what? Right, well, it's
0: all it's all about the follow up.
1: It In is the, all about like, the follow up.
0: Just like Jamal it's all about the follow up. And I will say this, regardless whether it's Jay, Cody, anybody, anybody we're talking about. The key thing I think it needs to happen is Roman finally loses. He has to go away for a significant yeah. chunk of time. If he sticks around, his shadow will overwhelm whoever yeah. wins that belt. He eight, has eight to disappear. Yeah, he's got to go away and not be a presence after mm-hmm. that for a while. So. Yep. And I, and
2: is there anyone in NXT right now that they could secretly low key, possibly long outside chance put them in a position to meet Roman Reigns at the finish line?
1: No, because I I honestly, they could, but it would also really discredit the work they've been doing with Cody because Cody comes in as an outsider. uh, And whether you want to say he came from NXT or AW, but he's an outsider who comes in with lineage for sure. But like, I believe he's the model in terms of working from the bottom to get into the top, to get in that big moment, I think we have to see Cody cross the finish line before somebody else could just be catapulted up. Also, I think in terms of good faith, uh, and as, as I like to call, which should be the Ricky the uh, Ricky Starks uh, campaign. If you're going to pull in the next big name from AEW, you got to show that this transition worked. And I think AEW needs to be looking at points. Right, like,
0: they'll, they'll run all the way with you to the mm-hmm. finish line. And that, that's been there's been a lot of talk about from the beginning that they got to make him to show hey you come over here we'll take care of you
1: and I, and I will so. say this though if if, if it has somehow or somehow some way that Jimmy Uso was the one to win WWE does a really good job with the trios and I think the three brothers being aligned together works and yet you don't necessarily book them the same but you have to take a look into the book of the new day and see how to make that work with some longevity but as i said and as you said well then what once he wins then what and that i think is a big problem and it, and, and the, then what for, for kofi was the well we don't got anything send in brock
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get you get a title run to the fall and then that's that yeah. you got a good six months kid that's what you got Yep. All right, let's switch gears for our home stretch here because we had a familiar face resurface this week on Raw and immediately insert himself into Money in the Bank. We mentioned him a second ago. Chaplain, Logan Paul is Logan Paul is back. He's in Money in the Bank. And it immediately made me think, simple question, guys. Is Logan Paul Mr. Money in the Bank? Is he the guy? to get that briefcase. Cause in my mind, the first thing I'm thinking is, you know, they love that publicity. You know, they love that publicity. And if he's willing to take that briefcase everywhere, like we know they like to do, we, you, you have seen the pictures before, you know, of people with the briefcase on the bus and at the airport, this could yeah. pass that.
1: Listen, so, my know. man's going to show up the UFC, his brother's fights. He may get another fight. <laughs> Uh, KSI doing something silly, having the, the, the money in the bank briefcase with his water on top of it. I mean, it
0: makes – Prime on it. He's got have his prime on it. <laughs> uh,
1: the business the business potential here is crazy. It's hard to say no. I just feel bad that LA Knight has to be in this match because right. that's who I want to win this entire time. But it's so hard for him to not – So here's what I say. Him getting in this match felt a lot like <laughs> it felt a lot like uh, Austin Theory last year, where it was like, Oh, this Vis- man got a plan, he's running with it, and no <laughs> one's gonna stop it.
0: <laughs> you write about LA night, people are loving LA night, and that's the first thing people were throwing at me. It'll ruin LA night, and I don't know about that, but. Like you're saying, business. We know they love that business. What, what do you think, Crabby? Could, could you see Logan Paul run around with that damn briefcase like on every damn stream and every appearance he makes all over the place?
2: Of course, and 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 just because he uh, wins the Money of the Bank briefcase doesn't mean that he has to challenge for uh, the world title. He can challenge for oh. any belt that he wants, right? That's how um, they're doing
0: it nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty much open to whatever.
2: Right, right. He just has a year to do it, so. And even if he does that, then he can challenge for um, you know Rollins' uh, consolation prize or right. uh, whatever he wants to do. WrestleMania so rematch
0: to... right there. There's a ready-made yeah. story.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I think it can happen because that's what they brought him in for. They brought him in for the notoriety. They brought him in for his ability to. Uh, if Pat McAfee was a better wrestler, they would have used him.
0: Ooh. I mean, because that's, that's
2: what that's what they're bringing him in for. So. I don't like it, but I can see it happening just because of what they want to do. And the fact that precedent has already been set, people have already cashed it and lost people have also cashed it and not for the biggest belt, you know, so they can do a lot of different things with it, but, um, you know, I don't like it, but that makes the most sense. It is. Okay. So
0: now the question that people were hitting me with. Would it ruin LA night if he don't win the Money in the bank this year, as hot as he is right now? I, I,
1: can I? I got I, I guess I got more of a question because I mean, that's more of a yes and no. But like, if Logan doesn't win, then what do you do to prevent him from doing so? He has to be the odds out favorite at this point. So, what do you do to prevent him from winning? Because him laying aside on the side of the ring, faking he's fatigued or whatnot, ain't going to work for this. It, yeah, I, it, it, it,
0: He. he'd this, have to, he'd have to have some big highlight moment spot where he crashes and burns. So yeah, he's got to have his big like, you know, sports center, you know, gifable moment. Like last year when uh when him and Roman and he did that big um that that he did the selfie um mm-hmm. elbow drop to the table. Remember mm-hmm. with the with the phone? Something mm-hmm. like that, where he gets all his publicity and yeah. all that, but it takes him out of the match. I would say mm-hmm. something like that. And hell, that's what money in the bank's all about is some big car crash spot. So yeah, I don't think that'd be hard to do. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I don't know. It is thinking. It's
0: next week, you know. I guess the only thing would be if they transition, if they use something with that to transition him into another big feud of some sort. Of with course, somebody.
1: Yeah. and and that but and who then, I it, don't know. But, That's the ooh, thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Outside ooh. of the whole the whole stuff with Seth, which is ready made for him to have the briefcase. It's like thinking who would make sense for Logan Paul to work with. Yeah, that he can you know, really jive with.
1: And folks have been rumor, throwing rumors out there that Bad Bunny may, uh, they may try to do something with him. But I, I, again, I, I don't see bad. I know Bad Bunny loves wrestling, but I don't see Bad Bunny out here putting putting together another two months of 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 working for WWE. I, I feel like there's some other issues. If, if
0: they're gonna to do. do something, if they're gonna do something like Bad Bunny and Logan Paul, that that screams WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't see that happening until something like till then. You don't think SummerSlam is big
1: enough for it, right?
0: If it was happening at SummerSlam, I think we'd already have an idea of it coming by this point. Because how SummerSlam's not far away, it's less than two months. Yeah. I think we'd have an idea, a better idea of it at this point. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Any other thoughts? We got a minute or two left here. (laughs) Uh let me
2: just say Um, real quick real, real quick. Uh because we were talking about money in the bank. Uh, If you're going to London and you're going to the uh, Money in the Bank uh, show, they're going to have an actual WWE store pop up at the Icon Outlet Shopping Center uh, at the O2. That's on the upper level. Uh, The store hours are on Thursday, June 29th. That's a week from today, uh, noon to 8, Friday, June 30th, 10 to 8, Saturday, July 1st, 10 to 8, and Sunday, 10 to 2. So if if you're not going to get merch at the stadium, if you're not going to the show, you want some merch, uh, the Icon Outlet Shopping Center at the O2 upper level. Uh, you can get there from the North Greenwich. I refuse to say Greenwich, but the North Greenwich uh, uh, Metro Station, the Tube Station, London. Um, so I think it's I think it's interesting that, and I really like the fact that they're actually bringing a, a store together because if you can't go, then you might want to get there early because there's a lot of people that would like to go they just can't and wants some merch. So go get your London merch if you're in London for the show. Yeah, it's, like they're
0: bringing the, it's like they're bringing the WrestleMania Superstore gimmick.
2: Exactly.
1: Overseas. Hell, would it be As an overseas should.
0: show? They should, yeah. For these big events, absolutely.
1: Yeah, the, the one thing, WWE doesn't slight these locations that they rarely go to. They make sure they get the whole package uh, because who knows the next time it may come around? So like, good for them, and making sure that these folks, regardless of the name of the pay per view, feels like it's a big deal each and every time. Uh, my my last question for you all: uh, two two things. One, next week topic idea. But before that, Fuego de Sol says he is leaving AEW. What does he do? I think this is a very interesting talent, and I feel like. This is going to sound kind of crazy. I feel like AEW let him down. I was really rooting to see somebody I hadn't knew anything about who started the game momentum, who had worked some pretty decent matches, who, when he got signed, was a big deal. I was truly looking to see him get the development of a Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. So him not resigning, which to me means that he wasn't offered to be resigned, screams they failed him. What happens in this scenario with this guy? I I, I need to just disc- I need to hear something from you two really quick before we roll out.
2: I'm, I make it quick. Um, the the very next thing for Fuego, live pro, uh, uh, pro wrestling Dallas presents live pro wrestling. Catch these hands. That's <laughs> Friday, June twenty third, <23rd>, St Jude <laughs> Hall, twenty six twenty five Cooper Street in Arlington, Texas. The meet and greet at six thirty central. <laughs> Doors open at seven thirty. Get your info at prowrestlingdallas.com. Show starts at eight. Go support your boy. He's facing Matt Sidell Matt Sidell on the uh, on the show. Uh, that's Pro Wrestling Elevation. Dallas, 26 Elevation 25 Cooper Street backs. in Arlington, Texas at St. Jude Hall. Go ahead, get that. Get that June twenty-third. Yeah. That's tomorrow.
0: What what Crab said. Hit hit the indies. <laughs> get out there and start getting on some streams and get on something and get noticed. Because I think that's the biggest thing nowadays is just getting noticed. And clearly, he wasn't getting noticed there yeah. in the crowded field that is a uh, AEW. No, so, but
2: we, we 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 knew what this was. I mean, you know, his 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 boy got in the job. The job was a one year temporary contract. They didn't uh, renew it. I would have been surprised if they did. I mean, that's why a lot of people that are in that lower um mid card section, Scorpio Sky got like a ten year. He got a, Yes, a Scorpio Guy got a, a Scorpio Sky got a franchise tag,
1: and
0: then he got injured. <laughs> I ain't mad at him, but he's also he got Randy some, Rhodes cousin. He got some he got founders hookup of some sort. <laughs> You Got a franchise yeah. tag. You
1: started to think who got dirt on who.
2: Uh but he's Brandy's cousin. So uh, you know, and then we've seen it all. Uh, where um Jericho brought Luther in, Sammy brought in uh, Scorpio, not Scorpio Sky, but Sammy brought in uh Fuego and um a couple other of his friends that didn't work out. We ain't gonna talk about them. Um, you know, but the bottom line is in that in that all elite friends uh era of AEW where people were sounding their uh their best friends from the Indies. You know, if you didn't factor into the plan, we knew what this was. Well, the whole plan changed, rest
1: in peace, elevation and dark. <laughs> so, right. uh, but at, just really quickly for the for the topic next week, I think we have to talk about the TBS championship picture. There seems to be a, a stream. There's, there's a lot of narratives running around with this. With Chris Statlander uh, getting a main event uh, match, being uh, getting a match three weeks in a row and there's praise there and then there's a bias towards jade and i feel Again, like we have we it, talk
0: about it. We have to talk all right about let's talk it. about it next week let's talk, let's talk about, about it. next week let's get on the other side of forbidden door and uh yeah. by then we'll see uh what happens next wednesday on dynamite may the trend will yeah. continue all right folks every thursday night 8 p.m it's your big old belt wrestling podcast streaming live on let's see let me run it all down here too James, remember we got we're on the youtube we got the twitter feed we're on Twitch, all we, had of the we had people from Twitch coming on tonight in the comments, which was great to see. So streaming live 8 p.m. and then of course the next day the podcast version drops. If you're looking for the audio form on all your favorite podcast platforms, that drops on Friday morning. Of course, you have BigGoldBelt.com, the website for all the news and wrestling, comics, entertainment, all that good stuff, and of course social media, Big Gold Belt everywhere at all times to find big old belt media with all everything we do. But Thursday nights, we are here to talk wrestling. We will be back next week to keep it going. So in the meantime, we have forbidden door this weekend. I'm sure we'll be talking some money in the bank next week. And I guess the TBS title picture and what the latest on that is. So folks, we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you again later.